Hi, and welcome to the SAP HCM Insights podcast. I'm Steve Bogner, the managing partner at Insight Consulting Partners. And here today with uh, our podcasting team, we have Brandon Toombs and Martin Gillette and Sharon Newton. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Good. So what we're going to talk about this time is um, the HR 2016 conference coming up, put on by SAP Insider. It's... um, it's a great conference. A lot of people go to it. A lot of value there. And, you know, if you haven't signed up for it, it's not too late. It's in Las Vegas, which is personally not my favorite place, but I know a lot of people like to go there. Um, February 23rd to the 26th. Uh, it starts on, on a Monday if you want to do the jump start. And uh, I got to say, you know, I, I've done jump starts, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have too. Um, those can be very valuable. It's, it's like a little... Uh, little half day or all day seminar on just different topics. Um, not quite a training session, but you go really into depth on some things. Um, and we'll talk about a couple of those jump starts. And then Tuesday through midday Friday is the conference. And um, so we're going to talk about the presentations and seminars that each of us are doing at the conference and talk about why we think those are worthy of being in a conference and, um, and then we're also going to give you a little preview of what those are. And then we're also going to talk about um, what are some of the other conferences or seminars going on um, that week that we would want to go to, that we think are interesting, that we think that uh, we can learn from or that would be noteworthy. You know, even you know, if I don't put it on, it doesn't mean that it's not good, right? There's others that are really good to attend also. And then after that, we'll, or even during it, we might venture into some other topics like success factor certification or support packs or enhancement packs, things like that. So, um, so I guess I'll, I'll uh, Brandon, I'll turn it over to you to get started. Um, what what uh, presentations or seminars or panels do you have that you're going to appear on? Well, I'm going to let you uh, plug your uh, seminar, uh, your the our session, mm-hmm. uh, our panel session. So I'll, I'll just talk about my other session, which is actually a repeat of uh, a session I did a couple of years ago. And, and the general topic of it is uh, how to maintain um, your, in a productive manner, uh, a, a success factors or a cloud-based system. Uh, so the, the idea there is to kind of talk through some of those processes like promote to production and in the uh, support pack process that we're used to on the uh, core HCM side and, and how that changes once we get to uh, the cloud. And one of the things that I realize uh, is uh, after going through this process is, re- man, the cloud really does move quickly because everything about my presentation pretty much had to change based on the things that have happened in the two years since the last time mm. the, that we did this presentation, <laughs> that I did this presentation. So I was like, I started out thinking, man, this is going to be a very easy uh, a presentation for me to pull together, but it actually ended up being one that, that took a little while because of, of all the changes that that have taken place. And so sure. um, it's uh, it's definitely a, a topic that I was interested in, which is why I chose it. And um, it's it's a it was kind of a fun one because I basically just 
uh, reached out to uh, several consultants, including Sharon, and uh, along with a couple of uh, key uh, customers that ha- that are already living uh, with success factors and and have started working in, on developing some of those processes and procedures and and some of the lessons they've learned. So it's been a very educational um, experience for me, and I'm excited to kind of share that with everybody else. Nice. That that sounds uh, like an interesting topic. You know, I think it's one of those things that you don't really appreciate, right, until you're live and now you have changes coming uh, from success factors and, you know, what do I do with them? How do I manage that? So I might come and see that. Oh, I, I would I would be honored. Yeah, I'll, I'll heckle, heckle you from the back row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sharon, um, What's, what seminars are you involved in? I know you're in the, the same panel that Brandon mentioned. Yes, and... yes, and I'll let you do the honors on that as well. Okay. I also have another panel, which is Learning Trends and Challenges, and that's with uh, some of our customers. So it's actually going to be kind of an interesting panel because we have an on-premise LSO customer, learning solution customer, who's made a strategic mm-hmm. decision to stay on-premise for at least the near term, and they've done some of the partner solutions to enhance their LSO and our certified Mm -hmm. add-on as well. Uh, Then we've got a customer that we supported a few years ago who implemented SAP's learning solution, but they've moved to Workday for their HR Mm -hmm. system. So that's that's an interesting one too. And it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about their plans as Workday rolls out their new learning solution or LMS. Mm -hmm. And then a success factors customer as well, talking about why that decision was made and how that works for them. And really some of the things that they're seeing from an employee learning and development perspective and how they're managing that with their Mm -hmm. respective learning management systems. So I'm kind of excited about that one. Um, And of course, that hits near and dear to my heart because it's about learning strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And my next session, surprise, surprise, is also about learning. <laughs> cool. Um, yes. Shocker. <laughs> this one, I know, I know. This one is actually kind of a riff off of one I did a few years ago too, Brandon. Uh, back in 2013, I did a, a session called Cloud or On-Premise, and I was really trying to do a comparison between the two solutions, SAP's learning solution and SuccessFactors learning, you know, based on the training I'd been through, some conversations with customers, and I tried to compare it apples to apples. And I realized pretty soon after doing that presentation that that's not really a good way to look at these, these things. Um, mm-hmm. So my session this time is called Cloud or On-Premise as well, but it's key considerations for organizations reviewing their learning technology strategy. And what I'm really trying to address there are customers who are considering the cloud and trying to make mm-hmm. a decision as to whether it's, they, can, they can build a good business case to move to the cloud and whether it makes sense to them. So talking about the current roadmap current enhancements that they can do for on-premise, what kind of investment that's going to take, talking about looking at their strategic business stakeholders and how they're going to, how they should talk to those folks, address those folks, and determine whether it makes sense from a business perspective to make a migration. And it's a migration and a re-implementation. So moving from learning solution to success factors learning, there's, there's a lot that can take place within that migration and implementation. So I kind of wanted to bring all of that to the surface for customers. 
That's a that's kind of an interesting pivot uh, when it's no longer an, an apples to apples kind of thing where you're saying, OK, well, yeah, I can either land in one place or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the question is uh, for the people that are already in one of the places, uh, when or if to go to the other. And, exactly. and that's that's what we are all kind of facing. Um, and and I came, uh, it's interesting because I did a similar kind of presentation at ASUG last year that where I was doing a comparison between Employee Central and HR Renewal. And. And um, I even started a blog series on on the topic uh, with the idea of kind of helping people trying to make up their mind. And I, I kind of came to the same conclusion, Sharon, which was uh, it's it's more about the uh, it's more to me about the win and what makes sense because you're not going to if you're if you're someone that is starting brand new, uh, it's not going to make much sense to go on, into the on-premise world uh-huh. uh, and do something. Uh, it, it the matter it just matters when is the right time for you to uh, make that jump and to do the investment because if you're going to do an investment it, it almost certainly makes sense to do it in the cloud and not do it uh, on the uh, in the on-premise world yeah I would 100% agree I mean the conversations that you have when you're implementing an on-premise LMS versus a, a cloud LMS there's there are so many topics you just don't really even have to touch. You know, there are no three hour conversations with basis about content server sizing. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it really is for the most part a no brainer. But um, if you're if you invested and spent two years implementing your SAP learning solution, learning management system for 80,000 employees and you're in a regulated industry, you need yeah. to take a step back and think about what really makes sense. So that's what I'm hoping to arm customers with in this session. Yeah. You know, the first time I worked with a, a customer in the, the regulated industries, like like the FDA regulated, mm-hmm. it was an eye opener. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time that I did that, just uh, the rigor and the process and, and all of that is um, is really intense. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if, if they make mistakes or don't follow the process, the the implications can be very expensive too. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it can be done with cloud, but mm-hmm. your the team that evaluates the risk has to be on board with it. So, mm-hmm. so Sharon, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not as familiar with learning as I probably ought to be, but I'm curious, what are what are the switching costs with all the content? You know, once you build your LMS and you load it up with all this content, I mean, that's great, but now I switch LMS, how do do I start new with content or is there some way to save it and move it? And what's, what does that look like that, for customers? That can look pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah, I figured so. Yeah. Um, for some customers, you know, if they're, if they were like leveraging Skillsoft, for example, for their training. So most of it was being accessed outside of their content management system. It's not mm-hmm. such a, it's not such a big deal. Um, but one of our customers was regulated, um, oil and gas, mm-hmm. legacy content. I think they'd been on premise for, maybe six or seven years, that was a manual, that was one full-time consultant from our team working with their team for a three or four months. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a great opportunity for looking at your content and evaluating whether you need to keep all that stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. And you can choose to have your own, you keep your content on your content management system. You don't have to mm-hmm. move it to the cloud, but then you're still dealing with all of those sizing considerations that you had to deal with before and now you've got the added complexity of single sign-on so mm-hmm. yep learning's yeah. never easy <laughs> <laughs> all right so martin you're gonna be coming over from belgium to las vegas to to uh 
attend the conference with us and and to do some presentations. What are what are you doing? Well, I would say I'm lining up the usual suspects. So maybe first we should wish everyone a, a safe and a fruitful uh, H, um, HR 2016 indeed, but a f uh, happy new year is what I meant. Uh, Good point. This is our first podcast of the year, so thanks uh, for following us uh, and engaging with us. It's a pleasure to have you on board. Um, so what I will do actually uh, this year, I have two presentations lined up. I have... Uh, kind of an overview maybe for the newbies or the new kids out there because we have, like you mentioned, a lot of dedicated sessions from yourself, Brandon, Jeremy, and, and some other talented speakers. But I have a, an overview on the uh, so-called expert guidelines on the best way to leverage employee and manager self-services capabilities in the organization. Um, you've heard David Ludlow a few years back uh, mentioning, and it's always the punch, um, let's say, um, a good point to start, it's uh, we have good news and bad news is we have options. So I'm trying in this presentation, and I'm afraid I'm getting over uh, nearly 100 slides, um, to give a fair overview of all the different options that we can have with a focus on the enhancement packages and the uh, alternative features, such as SAP personas, uh, also very important theory. So that's my first presentation. The second presentation that I have lined up is actually um, some kind of uh, survival kits also focusing on the uh, pace of evolution. So for people who are joining the market now, who have been involved maybe more recently with the product, just to give them a fair overview of what is out there and how they can keep with the different options that are available in, uh, in SAP uh, suites. So that's also what I wanted to do. So it's it's rather overview, which is great because then we we can touch a lot of subjects, and then uh, we can even maybe you know extend the conversation during the meet the experts that will also take place at the conference. So on Tuesday night and Wednesday night, I believe there is a an opportunity for our listeners and the people attending on site to join us and ask face to face questions or uh, maybe to review some current issue they might they might have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Ask the Experts is always a good place uh, to come and ask those questions that maybe came up after a conference or um, maybe a little too in-depth or detailed, you know, just to ask after, you know, the typical post-conference Q&A. And for the, for the people who cannot make it on site, we will, we're sorry to hear that, but um, there will be the similar presentation uh, lined up in uh, Vienna in June. So that's also coming back to Europe, which is a good news. And at all times, you can actually uh, embrace maybe the uh, social media page. So you can also join the conversation using the hashtag, the keyword uh, HR2016. So you can also have a taste and uh, maybe get the latest insight online. Yeah, and I, I would love to echo Martin's encouragement to attend the expert sessions because too many times I've seen really great resources sitting there chatting with other really great resources and customers aren't taking advantage of that knowledge across all of the different modules and areas of expertise. Yeah. Free consulting. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and it's usually uh, after a couple of beers have already taken place. So you can get the real scoop on, on what's actually going on <laughs> with the software. So yeah, the filters start to come off. <laughs> the filter comes off. Yeah. We're starting to have truth of their questions, you know, about the cloud and is, you know, they mystify the cloud. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, I have a few presentations that I'm doing. Actually, um, they kind of multiplied and got out of control. So um, 
I'm leading three panels and doing three presentations. So, oh uh, lord. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll. But it's good. It's all good stuff. So, um, the panel that uh, Sharon and Brandon mentioned. It's it's called Expert Perspectives on Developing Your HR Technology Roadmap. Uh, previous conferences, this presentation or this panel was called The Future of SAP HCM. Um, but I decided to rename it and focus it on roadmap because that's really uh, what it's turned out to be. And I think that that's one of the most important things we can talk about in a panel um, format is, you know, what about the roadmap? And I'm, I'm excited because I have a panel of um, a lot of just really great experts. Um, we'll have Luke Marson. Uh, David Ludlow from SAP, Sharon Newton's going to be on it, uh, Brandon Toombs, you'll be there, and um, Jeremy Masters from WorkLogics. So, you know, with that group, we pretty much have um, all the different areas of the roadmap uh, covered. So we'll have experts who can talk about all of it. And I really encourage people to come there and ask the questions um, regarding roadmap because, um, you know, I, I know that the um, panelists will give you straight answers. Um, I know the consultants will, and David Ludlow from SAP is very knowledgeable and a great guy who always um, will tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Uh, the other panel, the other two panels really, um, are in, in combination with Luke Marson. Um, Luke uh, asked me to help out with those panels by moderating them, and I was glad to. One of them is called Answers to Frequently Asked Questions About success factors and the other is um, about success factors employee central called get your most pressing questions answered um, so I'll be moderating those and Luke has picked a, a, a great panel of, of people to be on there um, people like Becky Murray um, Joachim Federer from SAP Jane Stewart uh, I think Amy Grubb is on one of them too and Atif. oh no yeah no, Amy, again. <laughs> Amy again I know she shows up everywhere She's um, great. I mean, just a small note on this. Yeah. She's doing a great job. You mentioned, Steve, the jumpstart. Mm -hmm. If you're new to success factors, you know nada about it, I strongly encourage you to get up on Monday morning and to go to the jumpstart. That is a fantastic half a day, you know, um, meetup with success factors and very, uh, you know, in-depth uh, introduction. It's pretty nice. I've been there. Yeah, I agree. Amy's doing a part one in the morning and a part two in the afternoon. So you can yes. go get a whole day of Amy on success factors. And that's that's a hell of a deal. So that's the three panels I'm doing. I have three presentations on my favorite topic, which is payroll. Um, and yeah, I, I love payroll. Really? Shocking. <laughs> yeah, shocking, I know. You know what? It's it's uh, it's the underappreciated plumbing of, of the system, you know, because if you don't pay people, they're not going to show up. Um, yeah, I, I got into payroll. I've been consulting now for 20 years, and I worked with payroll a good um five or six years before that. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's something that suits me. So anyway, um, one of the presentations is kind of a, I tried to condense a jumpstart from a while ago called Lessons Learned and Best Practices for SAP Payroll. Um, I think I got it trimmed down to about 90 some pages, but we'll try to make it through. Um, and then tips and tricks for posting SAP Payroll to your uh, FICO system, your accounting system. It's one of the the reason I'm doing this one is because it's often an area that gets neglected and it doesn't work well and it's very misunderstood. Um, so I have some tips and best practices and things like that to help people out. 
Yeah, I was going to do that presentation, but it, I just figured I'd let you do it instead. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I scammed a lot of your content, Brandon. So <laughs> bribery, right. bribery. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, it's it's weird. It's one of my favorite things: is payroll and accounting put together. And um, yeah, it's weird, but I like it. Um, wage types and debits and credits doesn't get any better. No, it doesn't. No, yeah, I joke, but man, it does speak volumes about SAP payroll. I know we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but the fact that they just can't get rid of it, and and they're willing to kind of do this hybrid model where they're they're going to an on-premise payroll system, um, uh, on-premise slash uh, yeah. hosted uh, payroll system, just speaks volumes to how solid the product is, and um, you know how important that payroll is to people and and the ability of SAP payroll to kind of mitigate that risk. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that leads into the third presentation, Brandon. It's called Make Sense of Your Payroll Options When HR Moves to the Cloud. Uh, it's something that has come up a lot the last year um, as, as customers contemplate moving their core HR into Employee Central. Um, they say, well, what do we do now with our integrated time payroll and benefits solution that we spent so much time perfecting? And so this presentation is about, you know, what are your options? What are the pros and cons of the different models? You know, um, you have employee central payroll, you have outsourcing payroll, and you have, you know, keeping your on-premise system. There's pluses and minuses to all of those. And, you know, they all three work. That's one of the points I want to make is that you can pay your employees with any one of those three options. But the best option for you is going to depend a lot on uh, on your culture and um your uh, ability to change. So, um, but you're right, Brandon. And I think you mentioned it in the, the last podcast. SAP has been so successful with this that um, they built such a huge base of uh, installations with payroll that uh, it's kind of hard to change, right? And you you can't develop a good payroll system, a global payroll system like SAP has. You can't develop it overnight. It's not something that's fun and sexy to do, and it's just nitty-gritty, hard, detailed work. So, um, you know, redeveloping all that and some other technology is not very attractive proposition either. So that's what my uh, third presentation talks about. So those are the presentations. I think, um, you know, if, if it ended there, that would be sad because there's so many other good presentations going on. Brandon, what are some of the other presentations that you're looking forward to attending? Well, um, that last one that you mentioned is that you're doing. I really want to uh, see that one about the different payroll options. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I, I make room in my agenda for that. Uh, the other two I'm going to highlight are uh, I'm, I've got Employee Central on the brain, so I'm going to bring these two up. One is Becky Murray's uh, tips and tricks for uh, Employee Central. Becky's great, and she's uh, in any kind of uh, training or presentation she does, I, I tend to want to go to because she uh, uh, handles the, pro- the the topics pretty well. And then the other is uh, Peru Sankar is doing the, the roadmap uh, presentation for the integrations from Employee Central, and that's a big, huge topic um, because it is something that's evolving, and the the integrations from Employee Central out to um, both uh, core HCM and, as well as to third-party providers. So that's that's um, a key piece for me to tr- to try to see uh, what kind of information that we're what kind of new information we're going to get from that presentation. So those are, those are really the two I would kind of highlight. Yep. 
Yep. So Sharon, what are some of the others that you would want to call out for people to pay attention to? I've got a lot. I'm going to echo Brandon, though. You sold me on your payroll one because <laughs> this is a conversation that, that we have a lot with customers, and I generally need to bring someone else in to really continue that conversation since mm-hmm. payroll was never my true love. But right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also excited because Emily Wilson, who from Success Factors, is doing a session on uh, continuous learning and uh, organizational culture. And generally, Emily's sessions are sort of pushed to Fridays. I don't know why. So I never am able to stay for them. But this year, mm-hmm. she is, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. So I'm very interested in that. And she comes, she's got a very strong learning background. So she, I think she'll be bringing a lot of interesting information, not just systems and tech, excuse me, mm-hmm. technical information. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were interested in staying in Las Vegas for a a long time, Amy and Luke's session, the jumpstart session you guys mentioned would mm-hmm. also be interesting, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But definitely something I would encourage people to um, attend. And I think the other one that caught my eye was uh, Jim Newman from Horizon session, One Size Doesn't Fit All, mm-hmm. which is another conversation that we have with customers over and over again. You know, they, they want to see implementation proposals that look exactly the same. Someone told them it should take eight weeks to implement this and they don't understand why it might not given their specific situations. So <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see what Jim has to say about that. Yeah, interesting. It reminds me, I saw, um, it was on some forum, someone was saying, what's the shortest success factors implementation ever done? And I was thinking, you know, that's not necessarily something to brag about or try to replicate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, the shortest implementation isn't really something to brag about because you shouldn't really be treating these as technology presentation or technology implementations but as business implementations right so you should if it takes you a little bit longer to do something but you end up with a better product long term then i think that's the way to go and you know a short implementation doesn't necessarily mean a good implementation all right so martin what are some of the presentations that um, you're going to be interested in looking looking at well I would like to make it short, but when you look at the agenda, I mean, I'm just amazed over the years how the conference got better. You know, I've been doing this ever since 2005, and the agenda is just awesome for the couple of days that we spent on site. So the first one that actually is very interesting for me would be the keynote given by Yvette regarding the, uh, you know, the way we will embrace the change. Because as you know, last year, Mike Etling announced that we had a runway until 2025. So that's really the key address I'm looking forward to attend. And then we have all the usual suspects. I mean, namely, we have also a lot of uh, ACP mentors. So if you're not familiar with mentors, they are the community influencer. And you can find them on, on acpmentor.acp.com. But I believe Dilek is doing do, two great sessions. Dilek Adak from, mm-hmm. uh, from Turkey. She's doing a session on authorization and uh, on OM, so uh, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. You have the usual suspect like yourself, guys, uh, Steve, Brandon, Sharon, Amy. Uh, Mark Brando is also definitely on the agenda. You have Luke Martin, of course. Uh, the session from Sylvia Chaudoir is always a must-have for OM. You have, of course, uh, also... Um, uh, some other uh, kicking, I mean, very interesting people like uh, Manuel Gallardo, who co-authored also the uh, timesheet book with uh, myself. So that's also a very good session. Um, of course, you would have to come to my session, but that's another story. Um, and you have also some uh, great key players in the in the lineups, like Daniel Larocca from uh, Spinifex. So those guys are really the people mm-hmm. I look forward to. And then when you look at the agenda on the overall big picture. Uh, Because there's so many sessions, there's basically uh, four tracks 
that I would like to have um, a strong focus on. I think the core focus will be on the core HR, the integration, the track number four, the uh, track number six for HR renewal, and then uh, I'm still pretty much involved in talent, so it will mm -hmm. be track number two. And then, of course, like we said, that will be maybe the cherry on the pie is the track number one for the leadership processes and strategy because we still need to know where we're heading up. Um, I mean, 2025 is not that far away, but it's not mm -hmm. that close either. So we still have room to uh, negotiate that term. Yeah, yep, good points. So, you know, the presentations I'm looking forward to, um, I don't think I'll be able to make it to all of them because he has some at the same time as mine, but um, Jeremy Masters, our, our good friend Jeremy, has some good presentations. He always always does a great job on everything uh, that he presents, but he has some presentations on um, the SAP UI5 based applications and Fiori and HR renewal. And um, he's talking about what to do with those and, and enhancements. And I think that, that um, that's just a, a really great thing to, to get into. And, and Jeremy will do a great job with that. Again, it's something that I hear from customers because um, you know, from a non-HR perspective, SAP pushes UI5 and Fiori. And then from an HR perspective, success factors is pushed. And so when you go into these big clients that have a whole SAP landscape, uh, it's a little confusing sometimes on what they should do. It's, it's uh, maybe they feel they're getting mixed messages or they're not sure just exactly what to do. And I think that there's a place for all of these technologies. And I'm looking forward to, to Jeremy explaining um, you know, just what's going on with that. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy is a rock star. I mean, he has over six sessions in the panel. So it's really the key person you want to uh, to meet. And uh, we mentioned him a few times. That's why I didn't mention it in the uh, speakers. But of course, he's, um, mm -hmm. let's say, notorious um, author for <laughs> SAP Press as well. So, I mean, personally, he's one of my reference when I turn to, OE to ESS MSS for uh, quality content and to have some, some insights. And I'm very happy he will also uh, give us some... Uh, tips and tricks for demystifying the SAP Fury, just like uh, Justin Morgalis. So it's uh, mm -hmm. it will be a very, very interesting time for that, yes. Yeah, and, and Justin's a great resource too, so uh, I would go to his presentation. Oh, yeah. Um, another one that I'm, I'm really interested in, I, I like uh, customer case studies a lot. I, I think that we can learn a lot from those. And um, I've seen a number of them from the various Coca-Cola implementations over the years. And uh, Chuck Moses from Coca-Cola North America Group has a case study on lessons learned from Coca-Cola's hybrid SAP success factors deployment. And, you know, Coca-Cola always has a, a very interesting and detailed way of going about things. And, and they talk about decisions they made and how they tailored them to the way they operate and to what their culture is. And I just always find them very interesting. So I'm going to... Uh, try to make it to that um, and that's you know one of the several different customer case studies going on you might also have a look at the um, at Mike Mike Tim will also do some uh, heavy you know presentation on the on payroll and we have mm -hmm. also Gregory uh, Robinette that will do some uh, authorization so these are the usual suspects you will find in the influencing uh, you know area for HR so uh, if you're new to the product or if you still have a few years with the product they're definitely worth, you know, to have a chat with them, you know, uh, after the session or during the meet the expert or just engage online. Uh, they're pretty open. Yeah, exactly. Seek us out at the conference. Uh, ask the experts after the conference, uh, after the presentations. 
I, I know um, all of us here and all of the people I've had on the podcast over the years, we'd love to talk with customers and, um, you know, talk about challenges, issues, answer questions, things like that. And it's a, it's a great time to network. So that's our plug for HR 2016. I want to circle around to one other topic just real quick because it, it's come up lately and um, I think we ought to talk about it a little bit, but we have, um, I, I guess something new has come up on success factor certification and Brandon, maybe you can talk about that because I'm not, it's kind of new to me and I haven't really seen a whole lot about it, but um, what, what's the latest on the success factor certification? Uh, okay, so let me let me kind of frame this up, and uh, I want to preface it by saying I think that the the success factor certification process really is important, and it's especially important because I think that my, my perception is that over the next few years there is going to be an enormous amount of work to go around uh, in this area of success factors as people migrate to the cloud, and uh, so it's going to become very critical that people be able to evaluate uh, uh, their their consultants and just make sure that they meet some minimum standards, which is really what you should hope to get from uh, the certification process. So I, I will start out by saying that I. I am a firm believer in this process and what it should be. Um, what uh, what I uh, wanted to just kind of bring up and, and just see what kind of reactions everyone else has about this is, uh, so part of the certification is you go through an exam and uh, – and you and you complete the exam, and that gives you kind of a baseline certification, um, which is great. Uh, however, moving forward, you are supposed to take um, delta exams to make sure that you're you're still current on um, the functionality as it evolves. Which again, I think makes total sense. Um, but uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, Everyone who's been certified has gotten a, a notification that their certification is about to expire and that they need to take the Delta exam. And with, again, all of that yeah, makes sense uh, until uh, you find out that the Delta exam is from May of 2015, which means that it's going to be probably 10 months old by the time that you take it. So, um, you know, when, when, you know, if the, if the whole point is to make sure that you're current, uh, then this kind of flies in the face of that, um, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I, I and um, I, I think, you know, if I, if I was to just editorialize, I think that what's probably happened here is that um, they, the, the, uh, the people that committed to doing this, maybe they they didn't necessarily appreciate the amount of, of effort that was going to be involved in keeping this this. Uh, uh, training in the questions and everything uh, as current as they need to be. But uh, my concern is that if we just have uh, this Delta process uh, that is uh, that lags by almost a year, uh, we really aren't uh, we really aren't um, uh, meeting the objective, which is arming the marketplace with the information that you know, the consultant that's sitting across for, from you uh, has uh, kept current on on the developments within employee central. Mm -hmm. And so that, that creates a lot more risk because if you look at your consultant and you think, okay, well they, they're, they're certified, they've passed a Delta exam, but yet it, that the Delta exam covers things a long time in the past. Uh, you, you know, it could end up where, where customers aren't getting what they think that they're mm -hmm. getting. 
Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That's um, that's interesting. That's you know, it, it does make you wonder why, you know, the exam would be on a release that's so old. Well, the, you know, the certification five gang from the uh, the CP mentors have addressed the concern. I believe Luke Martian is heavily involved as well. So these concerns have been raised and addressed, and it's just a matter of time, like Brandon on the line, uh, for success factors, you know, to get up to speed. Um, I mean, they're only human as well, so they're doing uh, more than, than best to cope with it, but, it, you know, it's a fair remark. Um, I'm just exited uh, the first boot camp because uh, ACP is now setting up boot camps for uh, Employee Central. It's a two-week uh, course, uh, namely the THR81. Uh, and they expect you to pass a certification. So I'm lined up for the certification. I'm afraid it's coming up. Um, <laughs> and of course, yeah, you want to be, you know, current. You want to be uh, accurate, and you want to be, uh, you know, be, you want to be up to speed. So definitely, it's it's worth, you know, to keep this in the in the loop for the forthcoming uh, podcasts and the follow up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. It's something to keep keep your fingers on and kind of keep an eye on. We have. Um, not from an employee central perspective, but from an, a success factors learning perspective, got one of our employees kind of working her way through trying to get her certification. And she's ex success factors, was actually involved in writing the certification exam, but so far she's had a real tough time accessing it. The first mm-hmm. time she couldn't access the secure server, she said the question mark support was great. They were very helpful. The second time she accessed it, um, she had to wait close to 10 minutes for the proctor to show up, and then she timed out. So she's now mm. scheduling it again for a third time. But mm. this is this is hard when you have you know a billing consultant who's trying to make time for this and and doing everything the right way. Mm. And uh, I've got a whole bunch more folks I have to get through this. So <laughs> hopefully, this is growing pains that will yeah. you know be addressed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, in in it's like like you said, Brandon. You know, it's uh, the certification is a good thing, and and maybe. Um, maybe this is just a process maturity question. How, how about that? Let's let's hope so. I'm I'm gonna I'm willing to give the the benefit of the doubt. Again, I I, I wanted to uh, emphasize that I, I I think that the certification is actually a good idea. And you know my hope is that there is uh, going to be the the commitment, or and and some of it's going to need to be not just in the SAP education area, but probably from product development to, to carve out some time to uh, highlight some of the key concepts from the different quarters as they as they appear. So I, I really hope that this uh, becomes what it should be um, mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be a good thing for, for the community at large. I, I would still go back to some of Jarrett's comments from some blogs he's written in the past. I mean, I think he wrote one about qualifying your SAP consultant a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, that's still just as important as seeing if they have a certification. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not certified in anything. I've never been certified in anything. You're qualified. I've been, been doing this for 20 years. So yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm, as, I'm associate certified in success factors learning, but that's not anything to put on my wallpaper. <laughs> um you know, but but I have a network. So when I go in and start doing work, I know who to reach out to and who to call if there's something I haven't seen before. And mm-hmm. another one of Jarrett's blogs is, you know, that certification exam doesn't really give you that opportunity either. Right. I think very few of us memorized everything we needed to know to do our jobs in SAP. Um, yeah. We go back yeah. and we reference and we network. Yeah. So. Yeah, we- Sorry, we, we go back, mm-hmm. sorry, Sharon, we go back to the exact point that we raised a few years ago regarding the modus operandi. How do we actually 
you know, certified people. So this is maybe a podcast we can, you know, redo a podcast on certification. There's, you know, tons of stuff because mm-hmm. the way they operate it, like you mentioned, is still multiple choices. And if you have a good photographic memory, even your grandma could be certified. But the true question is, do you qualify? Are you a qualified engineer to work, you know, with best practice in the provisioning, in the customizing and whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think well, I, I think when this is worked out, you know, that certification is valuable to Brandon's point. But as a customer, you still need to do your due diligence. I yep. I couldn't agree, I couldn't agree with that more. And I, I left out that one preface, which is to say, in this in this age of social media and in in the age of LinkedIn, it is it's it's criminal not to be checking on re- references because you have uh, you you probably know someone that knows uh, where that person mm-hmm. has worked in the past. So you really need to be making sure that you're meeting the, those references. It's really the where certification comes into play is uh, again as we. Uh, start onboarding more and more resources uh, that don't have experience, and and by definition, some of the some of this is going to have to go to first-time folks. Uh, w- that's where the certification kind of serves as a, as a next backstop, and it's it, so it really doesn't matter at the kind of the expert level. I I don't think that someone should be looking at oh well you passed your certification exam let me let me give you millions of dollars to to put in this system. Uh, you should be able to go back and look at uh, at the references and talk to past customers in order to get to that level. It's just that 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 backstop that lower floor of saying that someone has at least uh, gone to this uh, sh- uh, demonstrated a minimum level of comp- competence because i'd rather have somebody that has at least that minimum level of competence than than just to just roll on to the to the uh, rolling on to, to a customer site. And especially this is the case, and this is probably a topic for another day, b- because there is so much damage that you can do in provisioning. Um, and before it was, it was worse because you did not even have to have anything but uh, a one week of training in order to get to provisioning access where you could basically go in and cripple a business. Um, so it now at least uh, you do have that certification, and of course they've put a lot more safeguards in place uh, with respect to the provisioning, which is the back end kind of basis like access. Um, but that's where the certification really comes into play. Is I think that it does a good job of making sure that that people are uh, are qualified before they're able to get to certain areas of the system. You know, Sharon, we we came right back to learning, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. it's key to everything. <laughs> A lot of it that comes was back to learning. Along. That's the plan, I know. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. always turn a conversation to learn. There you go. Well, speaking yeah. of learning, uh, that's a great opportunity. So we mentioned the THR 81, right, Sharon? The uh, mm-hmm. Factors EC Academy. There's also a couple of uh, other trainings that are lined up so with SAP on openacp.com. So if you guys are keen to actually w- learn more about developing your own app on Fury, there is a class already scheduled on February 24th. Uh, and there is an implementation made simple for SAP uh, Success Factor solution on March 9th. So please go online, openacp.com. And if you catch this later on, you can still, you know, join the class, you know, even though it has passed because it's a, it's a mock. So you can join online. So talking about learning again and again and again, it's still that learning curve going up. You know, you never stop learning. I, you know, I've, I've done this for, I've consulted for 20 years now and I've worked with payroll for more than that. And, um, I, you know, you learn new, new things. I mean, anyone who's not learning, you're not pushing yourself and you're not seeking the right opportunities. 
you, you have to exit your comfort zone and this is basically uh yeah this is mm -hmm. good it's yeah. it's what lets you keep doing a job like this for so long too you know the that's fact nice. that there's always yes. new challenges and yeah. new things to learn and new ways to approach things yeah yep all right well everyone thanks thanks for everything this has been a great conversation again i really appreciate your time and thank you yeah and it's just want to Remind people that you can, you know, find the podcast on the website at insightcp.com slash insights or on LinkedIn. You can search for the SAP HCM Insights Group or on iTunes. You can just go to iTunes and search for the podcast um, conveniently named SAP HCM Insights. And I think that's that's those are the different ways you can uh, reach us. Uh, leave us comments on LinkedIn uh, if you have feedback for us or you want to. Uh, hear of any certain topics in the future always we're willing to to hear that so thanks for the conversation everyone and we'll we'll do this again in a couple more weeks thanks and Steve. I'll see you see you in las vegas see Thank you in you vegas see you in vegas good catching vegas. up everyone yeah thanks cheers bye-bye